podcast everyone today i have two very special guests out of chicago they're a hip-hop duo i've got tony santana and aubrey of stranded civilians what's going on yes sir happy to be here blake hell yes, yeah you guys are uh you're in this era of chicago that's just putting out so much amazing music like i actually found you guys i think on like it might have been like an mpr list of top chicago artists or something like that right now oh wow yeah wow. you guys are definitely buzzing in, in chicago so that's that's really exciting that's what's up yeah it's nice to hear honestly yeah so VR, right? so tell me uh how did you come up with stranded civilians as a as a title so we were basically just like we were um summer into freshman year high school mm. we were basically just trying to figure out a name because he hit me up and he was just like, cause we all like, I've known him since middle school. So we basically bonded over rap and we were kind of just like, what if we just started rapping just for fun mm -hmm. and all that. And it, like, we were just coming up with just different names. So we were just in Facebook messages going back and forth. And he actually came up with the name. So he just said strangers to the And I was just like, Oh no, that's the one. That's yeah. The one. I think it was like the third name that I thought of. I think the first name I threw out there was uh, Black Choir Boys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so we just figured Stranded Civilian sounded better. And Even though I like that name too, though. That yeah. was a fight. <laughs> no, nah, definitely. But yeah, this has been my guy since middle school. We would always just recite verses. To, uh, so we just figured, why not just start writing our own? Yeah. Damn. You know? 
What's it What's it like to be like a hip hop duo in uh, 2022? Is, do you think that's still like a relevant thing? Hip hop groups it, and duos. Feels like I feel like yes, hmm. and it's kind of like it's a dying breed in a sense because usually like with rap groups it's not much of like a rap group or more of like a collective. Mm-hmm. It's you're seeing a lot more collectives come together. So like when it comes to like the rap group of like rap duo, it's not as prevalent as like it used to be with like Outkast and like Black Star and like Mob Deep and groups like that. But I think in the day and age of now, especially in Chicago, you will definitely see like more duos come together and like it's more of a it's more of a a prevalent thing it's just really you got to look for it so i know in chicago you got like mother nature you got us Mm. you got past midnight you know and even like bigger groups like earth gang you know like they're just still trying to make the the duo thing uh uh, a prevalent thing and that's and we take big inspiration from earth gang earth gang is one of our our favorite groups and a huge inspiration on our music so seeing them it's like okay the duo thing can happen so we're just trying to keep the ball rolling on that that's right and i feel like it gives us a unique opportunity as well there's not many rap duos out there as of right now Mm -hmm. so just having that rap duo identity gives us something that we can leverage when uh trying to like market ourselves and connect with fans uh because it's sort of like a brush of breath of fresh air in today's era uh, and just having the opportunity to make music with one of my best friends is a privilege within itself. It makes the creative process a lot more fulfilling. Mm. So it feels good to be in a rap duo. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun time. Do you think it's easier because you guys have known each other for so long before you started making music? Yeah, I think it's because like when any duo or any group setting, it's all about morale and it's all about chemistry. You can't for like we've seen groups kind of try to make it seem like just because they know each other, they put it together, but it doesn't mesh and it doesn't work the best way that it should. Mm-hmm. Because just because I know him and just because I've known him since sixth grade doesn't mean like just off of that alone, we're going to successfully become right. a rap duo and do this at a high level. It's a bunch of, it's definitely criticism. It's definitely being open to feedback. It's definitely being able to, understand where you can improve at and definitely having a, a mutual understanding of being able to grow as a group and what's best for the group, you know, because it's like, I can't, I, it's not stranded civilians. Isn't just me stranded civilians. Isn't just him. It's, it's really supposed to be a, a collaborative effort. And I think that's why a lot of going back to what you were saying before about the rap group, not being as like prevalent in like 20, like the 2020s is because a lot of them kind of don't understand or like the communication between the group setting doesn't, doesn't work the best way that it should. Right. So in, in regards to us, the reason why we're able to work the way that we work is because obviously I know him as a person and I know him long enough to know like how he operates in certain settings. But at the same time, it's all about, making sure that we both understand the common goal and that we want to approach the way that we make music is kind of like the same way that we approach just life. Right. You know? yeah. Do you guys have any, uh, do you guys do any solo projects or is everything you do just as, as the hip hop deal? So we actually came up 
well, we were together. We started off together, and then we went to we kind of branched off and did our own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, made solo projects, but I think like my first year of college, that's when I had contacted him again, and I was like, "Let's bring Stranded Civilians back." I felt like we could really do something unique and innovative, especially where the rap game was at at the time. So that's kind of how we rebranded ourselves uh, in that era. Mm-hmm. Wait, how long? What did you guys go to school for? Well, I went to school for economics. Uh, I just graduated this summer. Oh, congrats. And then I'm still in school. I'm going to school for computer science. Oh, dope. So... Do you guys focus on rap full time then, or do you use your degree and and are you going to get a job in computer science? Well, usually it's kind of like we do a really, I think we do a pretty good job of like balancing for yeah. the most part. Like, because I'm still in school right now, and like he was just finished, but like while we're in school, we're still like making time for certain things. It's all about just balancing out and making sure everything gets the necessary like attention that it needs. So, right. Like, we'll have, like, if we have school stuff, we'll handle the school stuff. But, like, we're in tape and project mode. We'll still find a way to make that work even throughout the the semester. And then when the summer comes, it's just full-on music. So Right. It's all about, you know, prioritization uh, and making time for what's important to you. You know, uh, me personally, I like to try to move with the notion that I don't want to have any weaknesses so anytime I do something, I try to put 100% effort into into whatever that endeavor is at the time, whether it was school, whether it's music, uh, whether it's just like my own personal growth, you know, fitness, wellness, spirituality. Um, I feel like everything, if it's important to you, you're going to make time for it. Yeah. So uh, you really just got to cut the BS out because there's a lot of things that, you know, that I could possibly spend my time on um, that I can't due to the fact that I'm so packed up with uh, music school, et cetera. Yeah. So have you guys connected with like those hip hop duos you're talking about, like Mother Nature, or any of those guys? And then kind of, do artists give you guys advice on how to move? I'm cool, with, the uh, I'm cool with the folks at Out Past Midnight because we have mutuals and stuff like that. We would love to work with Mother Nature. They're They're killing right now. But um, yeah, it's kind of like it's 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 the scene is very like small mm-hmm. to where it's like you're going to run into these people at least once somewhere. So it's literally like whenever we get the chance to, we're always down to work with whoever. It's not like a matter of not being it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's all about just connecting and having the right song. But yeah, no, we. Uh, I was actually it's funny. I actually talked to. Um, the post from Out Past Midnight a couple weeks ago. We were actually working on Nice. Hopefully we're getting something together. So definitely. Yeah. I feel like Aubrey and I, we have this community surrounding us of just creatives, like super talented people that we haven't even collaborated with everyone in our circle. Yeah. So we're just getting around to doing that uh as of right now with our most recent project that we're working on. So we just have like this abundance of people that we can go to for collaboration. So I think right now we're just focused on doing that. And then we want to kind of outbranch and work with those other Chicago creatives whose music that we appreciate, like Mother Nature, mm-hmm. like Outcast, Midnight, like Nombre Kari. It's so many different people that I, I really just appreciate what they got going on. So uh, like collaboration is key. 
Yeah. Wait, are you guys so are you guys in a collective then or? Yeah, well basically like well I'm in a collective mm-hmm. by association. He's very much in a collective. He is <laughs> very much he's like he's like he's practically there. They're just like they always ask for this guy all the time. But yeah, the collective's called uh MP3 or dot MP3. Mm-hmm. It's made up of Don Orphan, Moving the Human, Moet, uh myself, him, Coldwater, um Micah Sucks and a few other cats also, Hunter. Um, and basically it started because we were just homies, really. Like we were all just friends. And like, like I said, the scene is very small. So like you'll see these guys at like art shows, you'll see them at like DIY performances or house shows and stuff like that. So when you get together with them, then it's kind of like, okay, you see what they got going on. And it's kind of like we all have like a common goal at the end of the day where it's like we're just trying to make the best music possible or the best content and just have a fun time while doing it so before we even became a collective really we were all just good people like i remember like one of the first shows that we really all got cool with is like he uh the homie don hit me and we had toned up and was like yo we want you guys to to be on this bill and we weren't really doing like art shows at the time really God, like we would do more like venues like i think the last show before we did that we did some terrain and stuff like that so we would do like more like actual music venues rather than art shows and stuff like that mm-hmm. but after that we just had a, a a different mindset and different like appreciation for art shows and stuff like that because don put that show together i think the beginning of the week and by the end of the week damn near sold that oh shit so is an art show just like it's like an art gallery with artists or what's an art yeah it's like an art gallery with a music performance so he'll have uh he'll have like a lineup of people who are going to display art or like make it interactive so they'll have like people that paint nails they'll have people that that do henna and stuff like that or Mm -hmm. they'll have people that just want to showcase their art and then they'll have like a a music lineup so it'll just be like the best of both worlds because one thing that Don is very good at is getting everybody involved. So it can be people that that paint and then that shoot photography or that film. So essentially, he just puts these shows together for everyone at the end of the day to network and kind of know each other because the scene is so attached and very much like connected. So it's like you're going to know these people, so you might as well just work with them. So. Right. Right. Being in a collective probably makes everything more uh, cost affordable too. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, it definitely, it definitely has the perks where it's like, it's easy to see, like, it's easy to put everything where it needs to go. So it's like, if it comes to video shoots or if it comes to studio time or photo shoots, it's easy to like put everything together, even getting equipment, like wanting like a DJ mixer, or like a soundboard and stuff like that. It's easy when everybody's involved. That's what's the best part about being in a duo with this guy, because we kind of have like a, a mutual understanding. It's like, all right, we want to put our money to this or we want to put our ideas to this or we want to figure this out and then it's easy to do because we're on we're all on the same playing field and all on the same the same page when it comes to getting everything together so do you guys do any, do either of you guys produce music also or yeah Aubrey Aubrey actually produced the whole tape oh shit yeah most of uh most of our discography I've had the, the pleasure of producing really and um, for this upcoming mixtape that we're dropping, actually, in like a week. Ooh, this is perfect timing. Then what the hell? And you actually <laughs> hit us up at the perfect time. Like we just finished. Damn. So let's we can just 
want to go ahead and announce that right now. Yeah. Uh, so February 11th, Obsidian. Hey. Yeah. Yes, all platforms. All platforms. Spark them down. Yeah, it was perfect timing when you hit us. Actually, we were like, wow, you know, this guy from Seattle hit us up. And then we checked out your content and we're really appreciative yeah. of it. And then we right. saw like a lot of familiar faces. So I'm like, oh, so he was a really paying attention for Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You got one of my favorite rappers of all time on your podcast. Oh, they the fucking almost atheist. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Legendary Bay Area rapper. So I have a lot of, I had a lot of appreciation for that episode when I when I saw it. I was like, wow, this is dope. Hell so, yeah! How many people know about that hieroglyphics era? Yeah. So yeah, that's dope. So how did the this project come to be? Like, has it been a work during the whole pandemic, or just recently, or? Uh, a little bit of both. You know, this has kind of been something that we've been working on for a while. I feel like this is the second time in a row where we made a project that we always wanted to make. Mm -hmm. You know, Aubrey and I, like this guy is one of my best friends. I've known him, like I've known him for my whole life, basically. And so we kind of always knew the type of music that we wanted to make. And it's like, we just, we kind of found something. We found a formula and we're kind of just like running with it. And so, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much how this project came along. Damn, is there like a? Do you think there's like obvious growth in this project compared to other projects, or did you kind of keep the same rhythm? Or yeah, definitely, it's more of like this one is definitely a more mature project in regards to subject matter because our last tape, Nirvana, which is like we hold that album very high because we started Strangers Advance in 2013. We're like freshmen in high school, so the music and we're like just starting out so the music is obviously you have a vision for what you want it to sound like but right you don't have the ear yet possibly you don't have the the idea of composition you don't have the idea of of making a hook and it's like you're kind of just focused on like the rap idea like just having the best bars and stuff like that but you haven't comprehended like are like we were like we love music but we weren't musicians yet if that makes sense mm-hmm. right so basically while when we after we made nirvana we kind of figured out like okay this is this is what we wanted to make for a long time mm-hmm. and so we kind of just figured out like okay this is what we got to do to get to this point mm-hmm. it's just being open and i had the privilege to produce basically most of it with a but obviously some help from some homies. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Russell, Russell Wan. But um, basically during the time when we weren't making music together, like I would sharpen up, we would constantly collaborate. So I would sharpen up on making beats. I would send beats to him for feedback. I would just try to just teach myself like from GarageBand to Logic, messing around on FL a little bit, but um, kind of just capturing what our sound is and being majorly influenced by Chicago artists mm-hmm. and Chicago projects, and even like just projects in general, like me and this guy, like when, when we would uh, when we would brainstorm, like we every time that we are planning on making a tape, I'll be like, all right, so what are you, what are you listening to right now? Or he'll ask me what I'm listening to right now. So. I know when we were making Nirvana, I was listening to Black Swan by Smino a lot. Oh, legendary. I was listening to that. Um, I always go back to Acid Rap. Yeah. 
like with every project that we work on, especially when I'm trying to plan the beats out. I go back to that one a lot. I go back to, I go back to um, Bucket List Project. That's what I went to a lot for this past though, for Obsidian. Um, I know you got your own. No, nah, definitely. Playlist going on. Definitely, but that's been my thing, uh, Blake. Yeah. We always just want to improve, like in every aspect of life. If you see Aubrey and I a year from now, we'll be doing better than we were the last time. We'll be better people. You know, we'll be healthier. We'll be, you know, financially in a better position. We just constantly trying to improve with everything that we do. And I think it's been evident in our music, especially from the feedback that we've been getting from people uh, recently. It's been very heartwarming just to hear people say like, oh, Tony, I can see your growth from Mm. project to project. And um, yeah, so just being consistent, you know what I mean? And just being open to feedback. I feel like when you're receptive to feedback, especially from one of the greatest artists of all time sitting here right beside me, you, you're you going to improve, you know what I mean? And I feel like I also have something to offer uh, when critiquing Aubrey or giving him feedback. So just knowing that we're both just holding each other accountable, you know, in all aspects of life, I really don't think it's a way that we won't continually improve. Wow, that's, that's dope. Yeah, holding each other accountable is very, very important, especially in music, because it's so easy for someone to be like, we're making the dopest shit ever. We don't need to, we don't need to evolve or we don't need anyone's feedback. So that's, that's cool to hear. Nah, that's, that's how the, that's how the fall off happened. Yeah. That's how, you know, you get yeah. complacent because we've seen not even in like Chicago or not even where we've seen people in our very own, like where we grew up, like people that we grew uh that we came up with musically, we saw them in a place and then just saw the work ethic disappear right before our very eyes because of where they were mm-hmm. and then it just downward spiraled from there right. just simply because of the fact they got complacent it's simply because they thought it was like all right you know what i'm here so i'm gonna just keep doing what i'm doing and i don't really have to like improve in any way shape or form i can just continue to go about it the way that i'm going about it and then it doesn't work and then it's like oh here we are so right. And, and like we're young, you got to keep pushing yourself and discovering your limits. You got to keep trying new things out. Uh, if you remain stagnant, you're just going to die there. You know, you're going to mold. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's always just been my thing with like working with Aubrey. I want to continually just push myself, learn from him. You know what I mean? Learn from the people around me, watch what's happening in the world around me and just take inspiration from that and then like put it into my own uh creative endeavors so yeah that's what's so cool about a place like chicago like here in seattle like there's a there's artists doing cool things but like we have like one of the biggest artists in the world macklemore and like no one really truly knows like how we got there but you get to see like all these artists like chance the rapper and juice world like the full-on like lyrical lemonade company at this point you know all these different things like they're come up and you get to take notes so that's a that's a really cool like i feel like i think it's like a Thing, no matter where you are like you know the grass is always greener no matter where you are but like yeah. there is something that seems special about the chicago music and that's why i'm like fucking like overly like obsessive about you guys right now nah, yeah I, I actually love macklemore too i think that's the thing about aubrey and i we tried to pretty much study the game before we got into it so we were able to take inspiration 
from basically every aspect of life. Like this guy is a huge fan of Charles Hamilton. Mm. You know, I mean? I'm a fan of people like Blue. I respect Macklemore a lot, especially his come up when he was like real underground and stuff like that. So I say like just taking something from every region has also benefited us. Thank God for the Internet. You know, you're just able to like hop on the Internet and learn about anything you ever wanted to learn about. And I really think that's evident when like listening to our music and even the way that we promote ourselves, like carry ourselves, market our music. I kind of made it my thing to pay attention to everything that's going on in the game and learn from people like Macklemore, Atmosphere, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of those underground guys that really paved the way for, for independent artists. Yeah. Are you so? I'm guessing you guys are independent, or do you guys have a manager or any distribution oh, no, deal? Completely independent. Wow. Independent. Yeah. What's that completely. like? Is it is it difficult in Chicago when there's so many artists to compete with? Or, I mean, we don't really look at it as like a competing thing. Whether it's like, I think it's more of just because I think because our community and the people around us are so like accepting of us and are so like encouraging and like wanting us to like push forward. And then it just makes it a lot easier, you know? And we've always, for the most part, like even before, like we kind of dove into the Chicago scene when we were still in high school and stuff like that, we were always very self-sufficient in what we do. So like when it came to studio time, like we would take shifts working at like, various jobs just to put the money together in this and the third or if we want to throw a show we'll organize it ourselves or we'll pick the artists that we want on the bill also or if it came to shooting a video we'll put the money together to do that so we're kind of always used to just getting it by ourselves and putting our heads together and coming up with a solution that's some form of action right yeah self-sufficiency is key so when someone does come along that does have some resources to offer in exchange for our resources I feel like it just puts us in a very unique and beneficial situation because we already come from a background where we understand how to market ourselves, how to conduct ourselves in a professional manner, how to send out emails, how to talk to booking managers, et cetera. Like Aubrey and I, our first show ever, like our first big show at at an event uh, at the subterranean, we organized completely by ourselves, funded by ourselves, you know, sold the tickets by ourselves, uh, we'll also shout out to uh, Vaughn that, that helped with the process, but this was just such a such a memorable experience because it was a learning lesson. We had growing pains on our first concert, but the transferable skills that I learned from that experience, like transfer over into other aspects of life, you know, just like event planning. It's something I, I could talk about if I were to, you know, step into a different field. Uh, so, yeah, it's just just about, you know, leveraging your experiences to, you know, add value. Yeah. Do you have any uh, marketing tips for any up and coming artist? I'm going to let you touch that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I would just say like, be yourself, uh, you know, be unique, be innovative, uh, take risks. Life is about taking calculated risks. So yeah. if you take calculated risks, it's bound to play off at like, one point in time i think that's just really been uh aubrey and i like our mentality to everything you know we had to put up a lot of money to fund music um over these last few years and it's an investment you know everything is an investment invest 
you bet on yourself. Bet on yourself, right? Some investments pay off, some investments don't pay off, but you live and you learn uh, in every situation. So, because if you don't bet on yourself, no one's going to bet on you. Yeah, that right. is so wild about being an artist. The amount of money you have to invest in yourself is. Oh, no, you got to put, yeah, like <laughs> a whole lot of things. That's the thing, like, you have to build from the ground up because you have to, like, in, to spend your own money. And that's just what it comes with it. Like, you have to put up money for studio time. You got to put up money for certain promotions. You got to put up money for getting a video or getting artwork. this, then the third artwork and this, then the third and all that, or even beats. If you're not making them yourself, Ubers, Ubers, everything, everything. like literally, even awesome. like, and even if you want to get like a tour going, like you have like in your independent, you might have to handle that all by yourself. Jeez. And so it's all an investing game because you putting that money into your craft and you perfecting it is going to maybe translate to one day, you won't have to put up your own money and it's somebody else that believes in you. They'll put their money into you. So right. it's all about betting on yourself because if you don't bet on yourself and trust yourself, well, first you have to trust yourself anyway. You have to trust yourself and what you're bringing to the table and your craft and what you're creating to the world. You have to trust that more than anything because no one's, it's not marketable to put out something that you're not confident in because if you feel like you're just putting it out just to put it out. It's like, okay, but like, what's going to make you stand out? Some of the people that stand out the most are the people that trust their art the most. Yeah. So, and I say, just get some as well. Uh, in addition to what he said, just get some capital as well. You know, stay productive. Um, it's necessary in this game. You know what I mean? It's, it's extremely necessary in this game. So just try to get some capital, get your hands on some money and then invest you know, prioritize things. Uh, don't buy five hundred dollars jeans if you know it's going to put you uh, back a little bit. Don't yeah. don't do that anyway. Because that right. don't do that shit anyway. So that's people, like the stupidest shit right. possible. We just gotta just be smart. You know, just be smart and invest in yourself. So. Dude, I went to a fucking. I will never forget this. It was like in the summertime. I went to Goodwill. And I saw these like Chrome Heart jeans for like twenty bucks, oh, and I didn't know what they were, and I thought these were the ugliest pants I'd ever seen. I was like, but it, I made a mental note. I was like, what the fuck? Why are there crosses on these pants? And I just, <laughs> I just put them away, and then literally I get back to my house, and randomly a Chrome Heart ad pops up on my phone. I'm like, what the fuck? These go for like thirteen hundred bucks. I drive right. all the way back to the Goodwill, and it was like a Goodwill that was like out of my way. It was an. Ex- yeah. It took like an hour to get back there, and they were gone. And I will yep. never forget that. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Nah, that's, that's the thing. Because people translate designer to like good, and just because it's like designer, but designer just because it is doesn't mean they can be terrible designs or yeah. terrible like images. Right. Yeah. Me personally, I like the Chrome Heart brand, um, but I'm happy I'm not one of those rappers that got to keep up an image. I can go out with some sweatpants and some Yeezys and a white tee oh, cool. and I'm good. You know, I don't got to spend thousands of dollars. It's actually necessary depending on what type of music you make. You got to uphold an image. Yeah. You know, you can make that investment into those $500 pair of jeans, those $1,000 pair of jeans. 
But I'm happy I'm not one of those. I'm about to say, we just chill. Yeah. So, like, you know, got to do that for real. Right. So we can, we can I just, can, like, you know. We can just wear whatever, man. That's I can wear PJs and I can still <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's a privilege, man. I wish you could. I wonder, I wonder if you even can. Like, what if you could, like, write, like, do, like, tax write-offs on things you have to get as an artist? Like, Yeah. <laughs> actually, I was honestly just looking into that, like, yesterday. Uh, and I think you can depending on how you have everything set up, uh, such as studio time or, you know, equipment uh, for your studio. Uh, but that's definitely something I want to look more into for Artie, uh, Aubrey and I, because uh, that that would be very smart and advantageous to us as independent artists who are funding everything. Yeah. yeah. Dude, everything, like even like a little like focus, right? You know, that shit's like, three to five hundred bucks for yeah, just that little focus, box focus, the focus arts are definitely up there i know a homie that like i think he just broke his so he has to like re up and get another one <sighs> you know those yeah. things are never they're never going to get cheaper so yeah and you need that for a course so, like that's that's half the entry battle right there you know yeah no literally <laughs> i just bought a i just bought an akai mm. uh fed pad like real cheap like just it was like i think like a hundred dollars really um but I definitely want to get like the actual MPC very soon, just because I know that like the production is gonna go all the way up there. Yeah, Facebook marketplace. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been saying. Facebook yeah, honestly, you slide to Facebook marketplace, you can get a lot of things, a lot <laughs> yeah. deeper. Like I, I got like a a MacBook charger off of Facebook marketplace the next day yeah. like, for like twenty bucks. So. A lot of things you lose, man, especially equipment. You know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it's a, it's it's worthwhile in my opinion. So what are what are your guys' goals for uh, your new project, Obsidian? Uh, I would say my goals is just to continue to build a fan base and cultivate a fan base full of people that just really enjoy our music and uh, resonate with it. So I actually just commented on one of our most recent Instagram pictures. I love our supporters, and I feel like we really have one of those like diehard fan bases that are really just invested into us and at, not only as musicians but as people as well so i want to continue to cultivate that that strong sense of community that we get from our fan base um, i want people to tell me that they were impressed with the music that they love the music that they thoroughly enjoyed it uh, i want people to text me and be like oh that was about me i always say that in every interview anytime we drop a project i want like the people in my life to to really take note of like the things that I'm talking about and just see how they translate into like real life events. It's really for everybody. It's, it's a project where it's like, I feel like we kind of got to say a lot of things that we, I know that we wanted to say, and we kind of just found a way to sonically produce that on this in a way that we haven't on any of our past projects. Like we've kind of referenced certain things, but I feel like we really dove into like the feeling of things. And definitely thanks to the features that we got on there. Definitely thanks to the people that consistently listen. I think they're definitely going to see the growth because they see the growth every single time. That's all it's about. And definitely the experimentation and what, what we, and our approaches. And they're definitely just going to hear like, because we, we make mood music essentially just to mm-hmm. fit a certain feeling and to to fit a, a 
a space where someone may be in. So I feel like we capture that a hundred percent and that's what we want to do with this project or any project that we put out is just to, to get those who really support the reason to just give them even more reasons to support while also just welcoming anybody. Right. And there, on my first verse on the project, I say uh, everything organic, man, even the food. And so we have this friend who like that line just really resonates with. Like he's like, I get on the phone with that (laughs) at least like twice a week. Since I sent him that song, he tells me that he literally randomly just says that. Right. (laughs) So I would say that's one of my goals just to like encourage people to live a better lifestyle, you know, just to, you know, become the best versions of themselves, become better people, you know, eat healthier, uh, you know, be non-judgmental, you know, appreciate what they have. I feel like these are, these are all just things that I talked about on a project mm-hmm. where uh, like when I listen back to this, I'm like, yeah, I'm happy the way I represented myself on this project. You know what I mean? I feel like this is me. This was me in totality. This is who I really am. So uh, just being genuine with myself was definitely a goal. And I feel like it's going to resonate with people and uh, hopefully it has a, a profound effect. Hell yeah. So are all of the features Chicago artists? And what are some like Chicago artists people should be on that lookout for? Okay. So the people that we got on this project is we got the homie Hunter. We got a homie from, uh, from Evanston named Nia. Nia. Very talented. Very talented. You're amazing. Um, we got Moving the Human, member of MP3. One of my favorite verses by way, of all time. By way of uh, Prince George's, uh, Prince George's County, Maryland. Um, we got the homie Coldwater from Champagne on there. All, like most of them, MP3 related. We got the homie uh, Mariah Cologne. Shout out Mariah. Killing it also. So we just, for the most part, very like Chicago based, but we also got some people from out the way. Shout out to Tyler. Tyler who, out there who added uh, who added some vocals on one of the songs VMA. Right. So we kind of kept it a little bit in the fan while also expanding a little bit. We definitely want to grab all, a little bit. It's, it, it was a all, decent balance. It was all in the fam. It was all in the fam. <laughs> but like also fam. just trying to like kind of grab some new people. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, just for, like, even if it's for production. So, um, shout out to the homie Micah, who also helped with production and kind of just listening and seeing where I could add this or add that or kind of do something right here. So, yeah, no, nah, those are those are definitely, um, those are the people that helped with that project. But for right. people y'all should look out for, look out for the homie Graves, look out for the homie Swimo. Look out for uh, Leo, like I said earlier. Look out for the homie Hunter, Moet. These are all just very talented people. Um, yeah, you got anybody? Look out for my boy, 99. Yes, yeah, no, that's that's the one y'all remember. <laughs> that's my, that's my guy. 99 producers. That's my guy. Amazing, like, he plays the cello and he raps. Right. Well, if that doesn't tell you, you got to check him out. <laughs> Yeah, when I look at the Chicago scene, I'm really just, I'm impressed by everyone. You know, there's like this barrier of entry that exists. So you kind of have to come into the game with a high level of, you know, talent. Because people in Chicago are going to let you know, like, 
yo, that's that's like music is might not be your thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so no, just, no, no, they will definitely. So just knowing that it's just like, even if it's not my type of music, I love it. I can respect it. You know, I'm able to appreciate it and understand like that's good music. And I pretty much see that everywhere in every aspect of Chicago, uh, whether it's the drill scene, whether it's, uh, you know, cats making that. What is it? What would you describe that like MF Doom type rap? Oh, yeah. That's that like the underground lo-fi, like sample heavy, just mm. rap. Like, like I would like, like I said, I listen to everyone, even if I don't, even if it's the people that I never even met. So like, I appreciate Right. You know, the homies like Samir Truth going absolutely Truth. stupid right now. Um, like cats like Femdot, obviously, cats like uh who else? What's his name? Like my mind. Uh I really like Nombre Kari. Yeah, Kari, Sunny. Um, um this this R and B singer named Tonight. Yeah. Mm. They were I listened to her project, it was really good. I'm just thoroughly impressed by everyone, you know, yeah. just everybody. Everybody, everybody has something to so. bring to the table. Shout out. Um, oh, yeah. I also shout out Azar. Azar is very crazy. Azar is crazy. Azar is crazy. I'm going to just say that right now. Yeah. Shout out Azar. Shout out. To, um, shout out Piwa. Piwa is also going stupid right now. I'm thinking, um, who's the guy that makes music with Azar all the time? Aaron Doe. Well, no, Aaron Doe was Aaron Doe. <laughs> These guys are so many people. This is so dope. I haven't heard from Aaron Doe in a minute. Aaron Doe got to drop. Uh, K.O. Southside? What's his name? Uh, that was K- K- yeah, K.O. Yeah, K.O. Yeah, K.O. K.O. Just that whole camp. K.O. Bizarre. Yeah. Aaron Those Doe. guys are really good all, at rapping. They're all dope. They're really good at rapping. They're it's all it's almost scary, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, it's just... A lot of people just keep you wanting to constantly just like improve what you got going on. And, you know, it's like they just hold me accountable, even though I don't even talk to these people on a daily basis. But I listen to their music and, and I'm, I'm like, like, OK, I got to push my pen. Today. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, I got to go crazy. today. You know. Yeah. Damn. So if there's any, like any feeling of competition that doesn't even feel like competition, it feels more just like, all right, bet. I know well, what I got to do now. It's healthy. It's, it's a healthy. challenge. It's yeah, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And it's like, the I think the problem with some areas like in the world when it comes to music, people look at the challenge as like a threat. It's like, oh, he can't be harder than me. Like, he can't be better than me, this, that, and the third. But it's just like, sometimes you kind of got to look at it as like, hey, he's hard. You can be hard too. You can be dope too. Right. So yeah. I kind of, that's kind of how we look at it. It's like, all right, like, I when I was younger, when I was just starting to make music, I would kind of look at other people going absolutely like just making the best shit and just being like, damn, like, eh, I want to be good too. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But then I'd be like, no, like, they're good. I want to be good too. And I like appreciate what they're bringing to the table. And it just makes you want to make the best content in your own way. Like, and just put that out to the world. So I'm very grateful. And I know me and him are very grateful to just be immersed in that scene because it just shows us a lot, like, and it allows us to grow in the best way, shape, or form. So, hell yeah, right. I'm gonna have to check out all those artists. You list like thirty, and I'm gonna check them all out. All right. We could have kept going. Oh yeah, no, that's the thing. So <laughs> to, to answer your question, there's a lot of people. Just keep, just keep your eye on Chicago. That's yeah. all I can tell you. Just keep Chicago. your eye on there. And it's it needs even the the people that aren't even born here that come from wherever they come from here because mm-hmm. I feel like when they get here, 
from what I've seen, they just level up. Like they, it's like they find their sound even better when they get here. No Damn. bias, bias. So what what is what are each of your guys' favorite song off the new project? Ooh, that's a hard one. I actually, I told Aubrey this the other day. I told him I don't really have a favorite song because I like all these songs equally. Uh, well, to an extent. And I just feel like it's our best work. But I do have an idea of which song people are going to resonate with most. If I had to pick for myself, it is track seven called Ages. Mm-hmm. That's the one. That's the one for me. Hell yeah. yeah. I, I would just say maybe where you at? Track two. Track two. Um Levitate will definitely resonate with a lot of people, hopefully. Resonate. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love that one. Like, I think we definitely try to cover, we try to cover all bases. So, yeah. like, if you like really rap, if you're like bar heavy and you wanna you wanna hear like just some rap, just old school duo, back and forth, just whatever, kind of old school boom bap, you're gonna love the song Shinobi featuring the homie Cold Water. Prosperity freestyle, freestyle, revelation, revelation, where it's just bars, really. If you like more like constructed songs and like just melodies, you'll love songs like VMA, you'll love songs like Midwest Side, you'll love songs like Where You At. And then like the second half of the album is more introspective. So you'll hear songs like The Motions, you'll hear songs like like Angels, Mm -hmm. you'll hear songs like Levitate, and it's more of like, there's there's different ways to digest this album after listening to it a million times. Just like there's a there's a listening and then there's an understanding. So you can listen if you wanna just feel something, but if you wanna like understand something and kind of just reflect in a moment, that album is for both of those. Mm-hmm. And Midwest Side's out right now, right? It is. Yeah. West Side's out right now. BMA is also out right now. So you can get both of those wherever that you get music. Hell yeah. yeah. And uh, what is the easiest way for people to reach out to you guys? So we're on every social media. Yeah. Uh, the of Civilians. You can find Aubrey on his personal page. Who is Aubrey? You can find me, Tony Sands and Raps on Instagram. You can really reach out, man. I give y'all my phone number. You know, like I said, <laughs> we love our supporters. You know, they, they're like, you know what I mean? Yeah, they no. keep me alive. Yeah, Stranded you know? Civil on, on Twitter. Be Stranded Civilians on Instagram. TikTok coming soon. You know, you gotta, we gotta get, you gotta get on there. Um, yeah, those are basically the two. And then Stranded Civilians, anywhere you get music. Sure. Hell yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to promote or talk about? Well, I just want to thank you for yeah, having thank us. you for having us oh, for real. Thank you, thank we you. Like, you know, anytime we get these opportunities to do this, we definitely are very appreciative, and we look at these as little victories for us because once upon a time we like dreamed of like even this. You know, mm-hmm. it might seem like another day in the office of somebody else, but this is like being able to talk about something that we created while a lot of people get to create but never get that uh, the opportunity or the space to talk about it. It it makes them like really want and appreciate things like this and that was us like a minute ago so to be able to even have this space to be able to talk to you about anything that we're going on or you being interested to talk about what we have going on Mm -hmm. means the absolute world so thank you for having us well i appreciate you guys and i'm super excited for this project and i can tell you guys are excited too 
Yes, indeed. You have great hair. Oh, well, thank you. I try. <laughs> there used to be this WWE wrestler. I'm pretty sure he probably got this before. You know Carlito? Uh-uh. Nah, but he had the coolest hair, bro. Oh, I used to want my hair to get like that, but then I realized I'm African. I'm Nigerian, so I can't really do all that. But people call me it. people call me Corbin Blue from fucking High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> it's dope. It's dope. It looks great. It looks oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I get called folks from Lab Rats oh. and the Mighty Hates Trist. So, for That's funny as fuck. <laughs> well, this has been the NAS podcast with Stranded Civilians. And we did it.